0: You're listening to The Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoyne and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Do you ever feel like you're just wasting your time? Never at work. Not at work. No, I mean, never at work. Or at times, you get an assignment, and they're like, well, what the hell was that about? So Friday, I had to work the home opener. A friend of mine from Wisconsin, he and his wife are driving down. Her son's playing in a lacrosse tournament. So they're going to get in at like 7 or so, and I said, I'll catch up with you guys on Saturday. And then ends up, there's a group of four of them. They're staying downtown. They're like, wow, you're downtown. This is really happening. I'm like, well, it's opening day. Like, God, oh, it's really crowded. And then Saturday, like, gosh, this downtown is bustling well the cardinals are playing the blues are playing then they go to leave town on sunday like god we can't even get out of downtown there's something going well the marathon was going on Yeah, my
1: sister congratulations to kelly hoffman ran the half marathon
0: yesterday congratulations a lot of people complaining because the streets were closed shut up you lazy drivers and it is well see now all politics are local you're a runner (laughs) you're a runner so you're defending this Is it possible to have the Marathon on a non-Cardinal Sunday? I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. So my friend is thinking, this is the most happening city I've ever been to. There's people everywhere. I'm like, this is not typical.
1: Now, to be fair, I do think no one likes mocking downtown St. Louis more than St. Louisans. I do think there's an element of that, that there's this weird, built-in hatred of downtown that I think when people from out of town— for my personal uh history i experienced this with my wedding last june we had a lot of my wife's uh family had never been here i had some friends from college come into town who had never been here and they all said the same thing like we you know cuz during the day we explored downtown all the great neighborhoods this is a great city and i'm like oh okay cool i'm glad you liked it
0: yeah they had a great time but on friday we'd been going all day i was just going home and he said just shoot me a text for the four of us, two couples, like where we should go, what we should do, and they said they didn't want to do much driving. They've been in the car all day. They'd probably Uber, Lyft around town, taxi cab, uh, horseback, whatever. They got the carriage, right. lime whatever. Scooter. There's a lime scooter. Almost got taken out by a couple of scooters on Friday. <laughs> Those
1: are dangerous.
0: People are just whipping. And they, go, them. they go. They go kind of fast. I don't want to be the old guy, but some of these people are just whipping around the sidewalk, and I'm like, hey, hello, I'm walking. Yeah. As somebody yeah. who's, who's used that a couple of times and is not being safe and was, and was drunk one of the times, uh, they're dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're and fun. I can't say that they're the you best think people in open the day world. are drinking a lot. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that those things aren't going to. This eventually is a dry city. Hurt so I they're fi- fun though. So I fire off this text. I said, "Okay, you don't want to go too far." I said, "The four of you could go to the Central West End." I said, "It's kind of like a kind of like a New York, like a neighborhood with restaurants and bars." And then you could probably take an Uber down, let's say, to like McGurk, see some Irish music. I said, depends what you want to do. You go to the Grove, you go to like Urban a, Chestnut, Atomic Cowboy, get a nice Mexican, they got this great burrito. So I go to like all, you should see this text, okay? It's like three paragraphs. Like, Or you could go this route, you could do, so then on Saturday I see him and I said, how'd it go? He said, oh yeah, thanks for all that. We just walked around the corner and, and went up, there was some bar on Washington Avenue. We were kind of tired and we just went back and that was it. Oh, okay, but you but you wanted, like, a whole layout of <laughs> possibilities. And then the next night, I saw him during the day on Saturday. They had another lacrosse tournament or something. They said, we'll go out later. And he said, hey, shoot me some ideas. And I said, nope, nope. <laughs> Been there, Just done walk that. Just walked down the street. Uh, we are back on the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan. Hockey news that's current and uh, official as of today. Joel Quenville took the Florida Panthers job. That sort of came out late on Sunday night. I was with Strick. On the TV side last night, and Strick is very plugged in. He's walking into our office, talking to somebody who knows TV. Do you Hugh. think he
1: does it on purpose, like he pretends to be talking on the phone? Because he does it a lot here. He'll come into studio on Wednesdays and Fridays, and he's always on his phone. As
0: much as I want to bust Does he on call him that person? And like, say, as call he... me back in five minutes, right. I'm walking into a studio. I don't think so, but.
1: Because there's always someone important. Oh, that was Army.
0: That was he, Prongs. He's very connected, but he was a little mad. But Chris Pronger is an assistant GM with the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. And this Quenville thing is going down. And I said, "Oh, you got to get prongs on the phone." He said, "He texted me and said, "Andrew, getting on a plane, let's talk tomorrow." Andu, Talking tomorrow does you know good this story is breaking, so he was very upset that Christopher Pronger said, "Andy, we'll do this tomorrow." Which you get is his Chris way- Pronger
1: to start calling him Andu?
0: He would. Kachuk? He'd have no problem with it so, Joel Quenville did take the Florida Panthers job. The connection is Dale Talon, the GM there in Florida, who hired Q in Chicago and then later got demoted as the GM while the coach he hired wins three Stanley Cups. So, Dale Talon hired Q in Chicago, got demoted. They won three Stanley Cups. But thus ends the Quenville sweepstakes that we have been talking about, guessing on for months and months Does and months. Does Joel
1: start immediately or does he just say hey you know i'll be your coach next year but i'm kind of liking hanging out and drinking bourbon and not doing anything so why don't i start july 1st
0: and jeter's down here and he kind of does this thing where he doesn't really (laughs) have to go to meetings and stuff he just goes to football games and doesn't do anything so can i do that too when i tweeted out that if you're quenville you know, it's South Florida. It's great weather. There's race tracks. He likes to gamble. He no
1: seems to care if the Panthers win or lose.
0: And somebody said, and he won't have any pesky fans to get in the way when he's yelling out instructions. <laughs> it does seem to be a really dead place mm-hmm. for fans. I know it's hockey a, fans.
1: I know it's a terrible location.
0: Very inland. It's yeah, it's not easy to
1: get to if you're in Miami or Fort Lauderdale.
0: Uh, other loose ends. Did you watch the entire Puhols interview? It was on Graham Benzinger's show did last not night. No, I, I did watch it last night, and the bulk of it is about his life and things that you may not have known. How I think his mom left the family when he was three. Growing up in the Dominican, he lived in houses that had literally had dirt floors. You know, a lot of background on his story and how he first met Didi. And then it gets into the St. Louis departure, which is the part we grabbed onto. we all talked about. That's what we're most interested in, St. Louis. But that wasn't... That was probably about one-fifth, maybe, of the entire piece, which also talked about his foundation and the work that he does. But my question would be, if you were Albert, and you know you're coming back to St. Louis, would you just kind of play it down? Like, ah, oh, that's a long time ago. Or... Still bothers you the way it went down, and you want to get it out there. But he thinks you're just a money-grubbing ball player. Before you come back, this is your chance to basically set the record straight. I guess human nature is if you're him, you're going to do that. You're going to try and clear the air before you come back. I don't know that it helps in any way. Some fans who are really dug in on this are like, oh, you got more money from them. Too bad. And he paints the picture. He said, I'm actually making less. Because of the taxes in California, yeah, I
1: don't think fans necessarily. They don't want to hear that. Yes, yes.
0: they don't want to bother breaking. It. You got two hundred forty right. million. I we're don't not, care where it's going. We're not
1: tax. We're not Mark Milton. We're not tax attorneys over here. We're not going to do the math
0: for you. Now, if you remember the Cardinals' original offer that spring, which was in the spring of twenty eleven, now there was a little bit of tension, I guess, because they waited until his walk year, that last year, to kind of get serious, according to the Pujols camp. But I believe that offer that spring was seven for one ninety. And if you think of the AAV, which is what they all care about, it was like around $27 million per. What's Bryce Harper getting right now per? 22 23 they, It used to always be you'd hang your hat on per year. What am I getting paid? And if you believe all accounts and all the reports, the original offer...
1: $25.4 million, is, is what? Harper.
0: Harper. Okay. So this is, this is going back a ways. Eight years now. It's still more per year than Harper got in this current climate. That was their original offer. And then when that was turned down, things were put on hold. That season ends. They go back and forth. The Cardinals think, hey, you want – all you care about is AAV. Let's go five years, 130. And that's when it was really a tipping point for Albert. Like, oh, they don't really want me. They're offering me a five-year deal. Then they don't really want me. And the Cardinals' defense was, hey, we wanted to go higher value. If that's what you want, what do you want, years or – or higher AAV. The point is, it's it's gotten brought up again. In two months, it'll probably die down a little bit. But I think if you're the player, you can't help it. You want to try and set the record straight. Uh, national Championship tonight, it's Virginia and Texas Tech. Hello. Hoff will not be watching. I'll can, be watching, but begrudgingly. You're begrudging. First to 60 wins? Boring. Boring. Come on. Was it boring when yes. Virginia rallied against yes. Auburn? Yes. Yes. You know, Come on, yes. that was thrilling. That, really? no, that, that was fine. That was not boring. That was no. good. Stop you it. felt bad for Bruce Pearl. But you hate m- free throws. As much as I want to criticize him, I am predicting boring. like, yeah, I'm predicting 56-54. I think it'll be a little more than They're, that. I mean, Texas Tech is the third best defense in the uh, nation in Virginia, as Brian Hoffman has told you a dozen times. About this month, well, plays at an extremely slow pace. Yeah. So, I mean, that just that's, Who doesn't want that's to watch a bad match. That's the problem. It's what a did, bad matchup. What did with Sparty have teams. at halftime? Did he have 21 on Saturday? Something like that. Some good yeah. old-fashioned defense, oh, huh? Yeah, we
1: all love that. That's uh, what we, that's of the highlights we want to watch at the end of the year. It's it's good a, it was 23-21
0: um, Tech, tech at, at the half. It is a great story if Virginia. Comes all the way back from being a 16-1 upset special. And then the next year, they went. that's a great story. It is. Whether or not, whether you like it or not, that's a great story. (laughs) You know what isn't boring? Fast Eddies. It's always fun at Fast Eddies. The food's great. The beer's cold. The outdoor patio this time of year, great place to hang out. This is the best time to be in that outdoor patio. They got the roof opening up. Just sit outside, enjoy the great spring weather. There's live music every single day. Seven days a week, they're open. Doors open at 1 Monday through Thursday, and then on the weekends, of course, 11 a.m. doors open. It's a huge place. Always plenty of parking right next door. It doesn't matter how big the group is. If there's two of you or 20 of you, they can accommodate. Maybe uh, trying to come up with a fun idea for a birthday party. It doesn't matter if it's 21 or 30 or 60 or 70. Head to Fast Eddie's. They'll hand out the T-shirts. They can accommodate a big group. No notice necessary. Just head on up to Fast Eddie's. Alton, Illinois. The tradition continues. Fast Eddie's Air, 4th and Broadway. That's the address from St. Louis. You take 367 Clark Bridge. You're in Alton. Turn right. You're there. 4th and Broadway, Fast Eddie's. The tradition continues. Always serving up great food. Always serving up fun. Seven days a week. Time now for the end of the day the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want to do this.
1: The next time we have Fast Eddie on, can we ask them what's the oldest birthday party they've had? Ooh, well I like I'm, that. Because I'm, I'm guessing, I know it's a popular one for 21 and, and 30, and when you're 40 years old, hey, let's go to Fast Eddie's. Has there been like an 85 year, like someone celebrating their 85th, 90th birthday party at just a whole nursing home Bus full of old people.
0: they love it. He's like, listen, buddy, last time you sent a bunch of sick people up. You said it's a great place to go when you're sick. Now you're sending a bunch of old people. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing down there? I'm going to text them that. I'm oldest just curious. What's party? the
1: oldest birthday party they've had to uh, they've had to host at Fast Eddie's? Uh, Martin, would you care to guess who led the Blues in scoring the last time in the series? The last time they played the Jets in the postseason back in 1982. Wow, 81 Blues won that series. I'll say it was a uh, best of five. Blues Four won three to one.
0: Yes. Um, and that was against the Coyotes franchise. Yes.
1: Of and by the way, last time they played, the Cardinals won the World Series that yeah. year. Is that going to be a good omen? Last time the Cardinals lost five to three to the Padres in the home so opener, this, they won the World Series. Oh,
0: a lot of good omens here. Let's see. I could go Sutter, Federico. Could it be somebody? Uh, where-
1: we'll do goals and we'll do points. And I say that because it's two separate people.
0: Ah, uh, Babbage? No. What are you guessing here? All right,
1: I'll go. What category?
0: I'll just be lazy and say Sutter in goals, Federko in points.
1: Sutter did lead in goals. He had seven. No one else had more than three. Points, however, Federico finished second with 11. Leading the way? How about Mr. Joel Mullen with 12?
0: Joey Mullen, number seven. This in Blues history. It's still Blues history, it's just not Jets not history. Jets history. Very confusing.
1: So, like, if come Wednesday, I'm sure Kerber or someone at, at KMOX will, will bring this up, when, you know, pregame or right before, do they say, Winnipeg Jets slash Coyotes last played the Blues in the postseason since 1982?
0: Thrashers.
1: Thrashers.
0: No history there, Blues and Thrashers. I
1: totally forgot that Atlanta used to have
0: a That Atlanta had a team. team. They had a couple of them.
1: Did they ever do anything?
0: They had the Flames.
1: God, They did. Have they finally given up on Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. as a hockey market?
0: It's like St. Louis. You get another NFL team, we're good. Hey, Atlanta, you want another hockey. We're good. Thrashers made
1: one postseason back in oh six oh seven, and it ended in a prompt four game sweep at the hands of the Rangers. I think it was they never Kachuk won a playoff on game. Team?
0: I want to look it up.
1: Uh, was all Big Walter on this? We club? got a lot to look up because I feel we do. like
0: Kachuk was on this team. Was they he traded that year, yeah, because they wanted him for the playoffs. Blues were terrible, and then the Blues got him back. <laughs> no, they basically said, "Hey, you can have him. Give us a pick, whatever." And then he ended up re-signing here.
1: Huh? I guess they were happy to have him for that four-game playoff run. Yeah, it was worth it. Uh, Martin, something big happened over the weekend. Big deal.
0: Uh, Comic Con. Inten- oh, that's what I didn't tell you. So my friend and his. His wife and the couple they go Jason out. Jason Momoa was in town. They go. They text me and they said, "Oh yeah, we ended up not taking any of your tips. We just walked down the street, but we ran into Lou Ferrigno and Cato Kalen. Oh, <laughs> Cato Kalen was and in town. Like, how weird is that? Aww. Our good friend Chris Gardner uh, talked to both of them on on his own on his the show oh, that he works on. Chris. We should get Cato on because the Brewers are on. eight and two. I know. And I know oh no, I mean, wait till they're really bad because he's bad. more fun when they're he's angry.
1: Uh, pistachio. He calls. The owner, yes, pistachio, uh, the big dealings over the weekend. It wasn't wasn't the Cardinals losing two or three. Wasn't the Blues finishing third in their division and r- wrapping up what was a, a remarkable turnaround midseason. Martin Rick Hummel tweeted,
0: "I saw that and it was about Matt McCain." Kane.
1: He only tweets. The commission's now tweeted, I believe four times. Each time he's been on Twitter, his first tweet was July first. Two thousand nine. It reads, "Commission Hummel here." And I'll say this: if you call the commission and get his voicemail, that's how it starts. Commission Hummel here. Sorry, I'm not at the phone. So I just find that funny because I've heard I've, we've legend. had him on as a as a contributor a for years. So I've heard the voicemail quite a bit. Ooh,
0: and now I want to know his bracket. Remember I told you he was selling the Sweet Sixteen oh, spots? Oh yes. And one of the teams in there towards the end, like that, it was getting lean, and there's just a few left. One of them is Texas Tech. Said, well, it's a good team. You know, they got a chance. Oh, we're supposed like,
1: to have we have them on weekly. I'll have to have. Frank ask ask him, him who won Maybe the, we'll get the pool. Tomorrow.
0: Of course it was all in fun. It wasn't really for 100 dollar bills like Martin once said on there that I didn't mean to say on the air.
1: So, he tweeted on July 1st, 2009, Kamish Hummel here, taking first bold step into Twitterland, watching Mighty Redberg attack and pummel Matt Kane." Then on May 21st, 2017, Matt Kane still is searching for his first victory at Busch Stadium, 0-3, 7.62 ERA. Then, just a few months later, September 30th, 2017, former Cardinals catcher Matheny salutes retiring San Francisco pitcher Matt Kane. Sad to see, but what a great career! A real professional. He retired. You think he's done tweeting about Matt Kane? He's not. 23 hours ago, today is sixth anniversary of Cardinals scoring nine runs in fourth inning of San Francisco's Matt Kane. That was the most runs off a Giants pitcher in the inning since 1902. Martin, this is my favorite thing on Twitter.com.
0: Do you think the commish will let anybody in on the joke here? (laughs) He's clearly up on the joke. Yes. This is getting to be like Dennis Miller arcane. This is the best thing
1: about Twitter. It's Rick Hummel tweeting random things involving only the St. Louis Cardinals. And Matt Cain,
0: you need to find Matt Cain news. You know he signs to be the double-A <laughs> pitching, co- and then attach the commission. To say, did you see this update on Matt Cain? <laughs> Why?
1: Uh, Cardinals Dodgers tonight. Uh, give me the line of
0: uh, Miles Michaelis. Well, I like to play that due card, and he is due. Are the Dodgers better? due to not hit a lot of home runs in but one it is game? The is Dodgers, that- which confounds my theory? I'll give you six innings out of Michaelis but I think he gives up four runs. Okay. Cards find a way to outslug the Dodgers because the Cards' offense is due. I, well, I don't really... I'm not on that hill. I'm really not on this hill. I'll say the Cards win 5-4. Michael, let's go six innings, four runs. Ah, so the Dodger team still without
1: uh, Rich Hill and Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw's still... on the...
0: He's making a start Tuesday, but in the minors.
1: Then the velocity's not there. I was seeing an update about that. He's having trouble getting the 90, which is sad.
0: I always thought Clayton was
1: kind him. of invincible.
0: Hey, that's the end of the day. That is the end of the day. This hour brought to you by Offenburg Hyundai. They're in O'Fallon, Illinois. That's not far at all from downtown St. Louis. You know where that is. So about 10 minutes from there, gets you on Highway 64 to the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That was 1989 when they started selling Hyundais. And because of the Offenburg name, you know you're getting quality customer service. That's really something they care about. They try and track it even after the sale. OffenburgHyundai.com is where you can begin the search, and that includes pre-owned vehicles on the lot. Highway 64, Greenmont Road, the exit. Start the search at OffenburgHyundai.com.
1: Uh, Martin, I want to mention about two men and a truck. If you're looking to... Because
0: uh... if it was just two men, they wouldn't be that helpful. No, but
1: you got to have a truck. Right. And if you're looking to move your career forward, look no further than two men in the truck. St. Louis... Moving company that is hiring motivated movers and driver supervisors. Team members will be trained using successful moving and driving courses, preparing you to excel. Two men and a truck offers exciting opportunities for new career advancement too. In fact, 75% of their managers started out in frontline positions. If you are excited to move customers forward, the opportunities are endless. Apply now at careers.twomenandatruck.com. Martin, a week from today, you better have it ready. It's tax day. And let's just say, hypothetically, it been like a decade or so, haven't paid taxes, and the IRS is calling you. you got to call Mark oh my Milton, Snipes over here? stltaxlawyer.com. Visit his website. Former Department of Justice Tax Division attorney, Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Do not be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems... Visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.
0: And because we did ask, can we check the text on real quick? We did ask for the pulse of the puckhead going into the playoffs. we got a couple of days to build up to this, but we wanted sort of the early read on that. I apologize. Uh, it's op- fault. It's, my- it's Charlie's fault. I'm sorry. It's Charlie's, Charlie's fault.
1: fault. Uh, Hockey Bob has a high level of optimism. No. Floats between, and this is, this is true blue. For a 618 or 610 rather, it floats between 1.5 and 4.5 pucks. That's so, true. So they're kind of waver back. Their level and of forth. confidence is wavering. And Carlos Danger saying the oldest birthday party at Fast Eddie's might be the yearly Mike Shannon birthday party at Fast Ooh, Eddie's.
0: Ooh, this year the big 8-0? That's not a, not a bad guess. <sighs> That's not bad at all. There's talk about what's going to happen with Big Irish. What's the big plans for eight All right, we're going to get out of here. The hard line, Rammer's raring to go rammer and company let's just leave it at that the hard line is next on 590 the fan